passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Can I tell you what's my biggest pet peeve? It's no longer being told or getting, you know, the happy new year wish post January 4th, 5th. I don't want to be that guy. Look, you see someone for the first time, you know, on January 16th. All right. Yeah, you're nice. Happy new year. Can I tell you what's an even bigger pet peeve of mine? Happy new years. Why do people say that? Happy new years. What is that? That's horrible English. Oh, I hate it. It's a huge pet peeve. And with that, we welcome everyone to the show you didn't think you were going to get, the 2024 MMA Prediction Show. And I'm going to, I'm going to cross boundaries here on January 30th <laughs> and wish you a happy new year, Ariel Helwani. Welcome back uh, to Post Wrestling. First of all, happy new years to you and yours uh, on this January 30th. I've been waiting for that happy new year. There I was. Probably started around, I don't know, the 15th or so of December, checking the email, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. All right, then we get into the new year, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, a lot of things going on. And, you know, happy to break the news because I got a lot of questions, believe it or not. Uh, I got a lot of uh, inquiries. When's it going up? When's it happening? When's it being recorded? Uh, You know, I'm not one to invite myself onto other shows. I'm sitting here. Loving all the content. Kudos to you and Way, Brandon, the entire team, uh, Kate from Montreal. I enjoy the content very much. You guys are killing it. And I just sort of felt like, you know, maybe my services weren't needed anymore. I don't know how many years we've been doing this. Uh, but that email never came. The infamous email never came. And so uh, I had uh, sort of come to the conclusion that it was a nice run, but all good things come to an end. And now here we are. We're back. On January 30th. Now, so much has happened that we could have predicted if we had done this on January 1st. But nevertheless, still a solid 11 months left. I figure no better time than the present to keep the tradition going. This is actually the 12th anniversary of the MMA prediction show. You and I have bounced around companies and affiliations like ping pong balls. But here we are, independent, on our own, and we've, we've made it. Here we are, Ariel. We've made it. Um, now do we address the elephant in the room? Like why this, like, I mean, do we shoot? Do we break the fourth wall? Do we, or do we just pretend like none of this ever happened? No, no, we got to get it all out. 
Okay. Oh, I thought you said no, like we're not going to address it. <laughs> no, we, we, we absolutely can. And I'm, we're going to have a microphone in our hands uh, un, uninterrupted, no commercial breaks? No commercial breaks, no censoring. This is this is just how it's going to be. We're going to uh, – no leashes, okay? We're, uh, we're going to just get right into it, okay? that That's me inviting, okay, to just uh, whatever. By the way, do. the leash comment might have been the best thing to happen to us because maybe if you don't use that word, this doesn't happen. Is that fair? Um didn't even cross my mind but yes we did have um a, a, a connection um over this uh this entire ordeal and so we will we will go backwards to do you want to start at last year's prediction show is that I mean, it's your show it's your show well ariel we are you you are the co-pilot here as well so february comes and you are in the eye of the storm i would say elimination oh. chamber weekend in montreal also a very cold weekend in Montreal. It was a literal storm, maybe figurative on, on your front. And that Friday night, I am there in the in the Bell Center, sitting with Wei Ting, and all of a sudden, Ariel Hawani appears on screen, on Fox, in the audience. To my surprise, to many people's surprise. I mean, you really... Uh, An old school pro wrestling surprise. Yes. And um, I believe you and I communicated uh via text uh that that weekend and then um you are there back on saturday for elimination chamber which is the roman reigns Sami Zayn match afterward i think we saw each other at the press conference as i recall yes. and this is also friday night was the back and forth with tony khan correct that was the friday. Uh, yes yes that yes, was yes. the friday yes so um monday i think i think we we, we spoke on the friday and then on the Monday, I spoke about it on our show as well. And you heard the comments, and I think you weren't uh, – I think you were not uh, upset. I wouldn't say that would be the the reaction I got from you. But you were you, – you, you shared your feedback with me, which I thought was completely fair. Well, I, I, think, uh, I think I would say I was bummed, you know, like I was bummed. Um, and rather than keep my thoughts to myself – we go way back. I consider you one of my closest friends in this business. We, I think we share a lot of similarities. We've had ups and downs, you know, professionally in this business. We've been there for each other. We've supported each other. And uh, I think we have a great connection. I mean, I don't even remember the, fir the first time I think we met was 2007, right? When you extended right. the invitation to be on uh, Fight Network Radio um, with Mauro Ronaldo. I've said to you in the past, I felt like that invitation was the the apex of my career. Um, so I wasn't looking to, you know, just hold a grudge and, you know, kind of just like be like, screw those guys. I love you guys. And none of that changed. And, and, and the reason why I reached out was because I love you guys, because I think so highly of you. And I was bummed because if we take an even greater step back, uh, we had talked on the prediction show of last year, uh, January of 2023 about when I did the, um, the, the Daniel Cormier voiceover. Yeah, the Extreme Rules um, VO package prior to Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins, refereed by Daniel Cormier. And I again, correct me if I didn't say all of this, but I know at one point I told you all of this. Do you, you want know, to hear the clip? 
Oh, wow. We have the clip. Okay. Uh, sure. Go ahead. I, I, I've learned. Okay. I've learned from you to be ready. So this, it, it's, a, it's about a minute. This is from last year's prediction show and the context we are talking about the, the video package from Extreme Rules that Ariel just uh, mentioned from the prior October. They asked me to do that. And I said right away that I didn't want to get paid for it, that I was just, you know, here's the difference. Like I, I'm a, you know, a lifelong pro wrestling fan, right? I, it, this reminds me of my childhood so to, to hear myself or to be a part of the, like, this is a bucket list thing, right? For, for, for someone like stuff. I don't consider myself a wrestling journalist like you, like way, like Sean Ross Sapp, like Meltzer, like Brian. I don't consider myself a wrestling journalist. Even when I do the sit downs, um, I think that I am practicing journalism. I think that I'm interviewing all that stuff. But as you know, like I don't cover the wrestling beat. Um, and I don't really have an interest in covering the wrestling beat. By the way, initially they said, like, you're silly. Take the money. Why wouldn't you? And I was like, no, I just feel better about this because I have the experience of blurring those lines. Mm-hmm. I would never do it in MMA. I, I feel very strongly about that. And there have been times where I'm like, should I just stop? having like who 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 am i answering to here but this is just a thing that i don't want to blur these lines okay um in pro wrestling i don't view myself in the same way i don't know if that's right or wrong i don't know if that like disappoints people or or even I, you know even how you feel about that but i don't view myself as a pro wrestling journalist i i do think that i you know i like i said i practice journalism when i'm asking questions and and i try to take it very seriously like the triple h interview i'm very proud of it but i didn't feel like that was breaking any rule because i just don't view myself as a wrestling journalist okay so that is the the clip that you had outlined you know what's so crazy about that clip you can literally play that clip after february and i feel like it was the same thing that i said on my show and i guess that's why i was ultimately bummed because to take a step back they asked me to do it um and you know there have been other things thrown around i have not made my relationship with Nick Khan a secret, right? So we have this relationship. I can't do anything yeah. about that. We work together. I mean, the guy knew how much I got paid. He, he was my agent. And then he goes off and, and does his thing. And I think he's doing a great job. And uh, so things were thrown around. And I always said that I didn't want to get paid because of this hard, fast rule. And I didn't want to do anything either. And then I did the extreme rules thing because it just felt fun. And then I remember I was in Buffalo with my family and I was watching it on my phone and I remember this feeling that like went like I was like, wow, because I don't sound as good as I sound when I do those packages, like the Extreme Rules one and the Elimination Chamber one. They do they they put some magic on there with my voice. And I was like, you know, I've been growing. I've watched this stuff since I was five years old, like WWE. They're among the best in sports and entertainment in terms of like the production and the pre-fight or the pre-match um, hype videos and all that stuff. And just the feeling of like seeing my name and hearing my voice and all that stuff just gave me something. And so I, I think I said to you on that show, or maybe I said to other people that like that feeling was such a high and was so much fun that I said to myself, if the opportunity ever came around, I don't think I would have this hard, fast rule because I don't consider myself a wrestling journalist per se. I consider myself a journalist who happens to really like wrestling and practices journalism when I do these interviews from time to time. And so, you know, they're coming to Montreal, they reach out about this and initially it was just do the package. I write the, pa- I wrote that, I wrote that thing in like, no joke, 15 minutes. It just all came out. Cause it's like from the heart, right? It's about Montreal. It's about my city. It's about the guys I grew up watching and admiring. And then the other part of it was like, do you want to just, you know, come to the event? And then that was it. Um, 
And then it's it, it snowballed into doing a couple of other things. And as I said, that time I did get paid because I I did feel like okay, you know, I'm I'm helping out, and I don't want to like stick to these rules for who and for what, and I don't think it affects me and uh, my journalism and MMA or boxing or anything like that. And so that was it. And then when I when I heard you guys talking about it, obviously understood where you were coming from. But as I said to you privately, I felt like you guys were not listening to what I had said a month earlier and also kind of projecting your own beliefs and ethics onto me. Um, and like I said, just recently, I've turned down doing something for both MMA and a boxing promotion. I stick to this rule. I don't want to change that rule. But when it comes to pro wrestling, I just don't feel the same. Maybe because it's you know, non-traditional sports, maybe because I was a fan as a kid. I don't know, but uh, I don't feel the same. I haven't done anything since. Nothing has come up. Um, and I don't know if I'll ever do anything since. I'm not against it. It just, you know, for whatever reason, it's not something that I'm seeking per se. And so I was just kind of bummed because it's one thing for like some guys who don't know me to talk about this stuff and, and criticize my, you know, like use my place in MMA and combat sports and then apply that to being a guy who got paid by the promotion. But I feel like we know each other and you know about the ups and downs that I've been through. And uh, I was just bummed about that. And not to say that you guys were wrong. You're obviously allowed to express however you um, want to feel. And I don't think that I said to you like anything that was disrespectful or anything like that, but I just wanted to get it off my chest because we're friends and because I respect you guys so much. And uh, it was a high. And then I had to read all this crap about me and I was like, including, you know, the tweet from Tony. And I just, I was bummed that like that stuff was ruining my moment because this was a big personal moment, my hometown and all that stuff. I I get that very much. And I'm definitely coming at it from sort of my view. Like I'll just state, and it's not um, specific to you. It's in general. I'm like, I'm, I'm grappling with a lot of the blurring of the lines in, in, in media as a, just in and of itself. Um, th- that that we're seeing that I think the the industry is changing, the kind of rules are changing, and I honestly look at you as someone that has like I've just from afar watched how you have somewhat like uh, adapted. I think ten years ago, a fighter that decides to just go off on you, I think you're biting your tongue and just feeling that's not my place to come back. And I think now you're going to be much more vocal. And I don't, I don't think that that is uh, a problem i think sometimes there, there does need to be that kind of um standing up for for yourself that i'm happy that you have have done as well when it came to that weekend um i guess i always view you first and foremost as a reporter and when i said that it was sort of just looking at at both i understand you're not a day-to-day wrestling reporter but I do feel that you have reported on, on stories and people do look at you, I think, as an authority, um, maybe not on day to day with wrestling, but someone that does have sources that is trusted. And that's what I was grappling with myself. And I had this conundrum of this is like you were a big story that weekend. And it was sort of do I just do I just sidestep this one? And it's just I have a personal relationship with this guy. It's very hard to uh share my thoughts on someone that people know I am friends with, but is also a news story. I tried to be as fair as I could. I hope people thought I I was fair about the situation, but I also understand what it's like to um, get like this mountain of criticism. And I would hope you wouldn't lump me in with like some of the more awful things that probably you were subjected to that. I don't, uh, 
I only reached out to one person. Um, I I might have tweeted back at people here and there, but like on a personal level, uh, I think it was a voice note because I wanted you to hear my voice and and not just read something. Um, I only reached out to one person because I only cared to reach out to one person. Um, a lot of people said a lot of stupid stuff. And again, this is all part of evolving and, and, uh, growing up. Uh, I used to do things out of fear of what people would say. Um, and you can't do that anymore. And, and to your point, uh, media, journalism, all that stuff has evolved, has changed. And it's important for us to evolve and change, but it's also important to be able to look at yourself in the mirror. When, when I, did the Fox thing with the UFC for five years, I felt incredibly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the biggest regret of my career and I hope it remains that way. And I have, you know, the emails of me begging to please change this. And so I never want to make that mistake again. I, I ultimately don't think that doing again, I don't, I don't think that I do in pro wrestling, whatever it is I do. I don't think I do it uh, like I do in MMA or even boxing a little bit more these days. Uh, Monday on the show, I, I spoke about, you know, the Vince McMahon situation, uh, allegations, lawsuit, whatever you want to call it. And I, I think that I said what I would say about if it was a person in MMA or in boxing, uh, horrific, disgusting. If these allegations are true, not only does he have to be done with WWE, uh, you know, he's going to have to face pretty hefty consequences. I talked about the press conference. I talked about all these things. And so I feel like I'm able to do that. But again, you know, if you listen to my shows, 5% is pro wrestling and it's usually just kind of from like a fan perspective. And so ultimately you guys are allowed to say whatever you want about me, but I just felt I was kind of, I was kind of confused or I don't know if confused is the right word. Like here I am, like, you know, I, I, I've, I've always been a pro wrestling fan. I've bought, opportunities to kind of flirt with the business and to be in Montreal, my dad's dropping me off and I'm in the bell center and it's a Montrealer in the main event. And, and like I'm with Paul Heyman in the back and, and I've never been backstage like that before. And it just, it was, it was honestly one of the best weekends of my career. And I just felt like all these people were trying to ruin that weekend for me. And they are entitled to, because I'm a public person and people could say whatever they want, but I felt some sort of way about it. And that's why like I'm, I'm sitting in the back and I do the hit on Smack. I've never been on, you know, WWE programming live before. And that thing materialized in two minutes. And I and I open Twitter and I see a tweet from Tony Khan. I'm like, I'm not going to let this fucking guy, you know, shit on me on my moment. And my initial reaction was, I'm not going to reply. But then it bothered me that he was trying to ruin my moment. Um, and so I did reply. And I know you didn't like my reply. But, you know, in my mind, I was like, fuck that guy. I, I've, I've never, I've never, you know, been unfair to them. I said, I didn't like the interview. Okay. Boo-hoo. It was a crap interview. Any objective person would say it was a crap interview. And maybe I'm to blame for that. I feel like I've been very positive about AEW. There were times that I said great things about AEW. The first story I ever pitched to HBO Real Sports, sorry for going long here, was a profile on Tony Khan. The first story that I pitched to Tim Walker, the coordinating producer of Real Sports with Brian Gumbel was a story on Tony Khan because I was so impressed with what he's built and what he continues to build. And I have so much respect for it. Um, ultimately, if you're wondering why the story never came to fruition, they said it was a bit of a conflict of interest because it's all under the kind of Warner umbrella, HBO, TNT, all that stuff. That was the first thing I ever pitched. So I, I it just kind of struck a nerve and I was like, yeah, screw that. Um, so anyway, uh, don't have to rehash the whole thing. Nothing's come of it. Uh, I don't think it is affected. 
my, you know, my, my, my place in, in, in this media world. And, uh, actually as of right now, I don't have a contract with TNT or BT. Uh, I, you know, I wasn't at Royal Rumble. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be at WrestleMania, no plans at the moment. And so maybe, maybe that was the beginning of the end, John, maybe I screwed up and I will never get to do anything in the wrestling business again. And, uh, that's okay. Cause I got my one weekend in Montreal that I'll never forget. Are you, you're open to it though. Open to doing more. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed it. I have to say, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it was a lot of fun. And as I get older, I want to do things that are fun. And uh, I, again, I try very, very hard to hold myself to a certain standard in MMA, combat, and even non, you know, like basketball stuff. And this is like the one time where I said, I'm going to let my hair down and just have fun. And it was a blast, honestly, like being in the back, just seeing the whole thing, how it ran and uh, getting to like be around that whole. And I, I mean, my thing was like this, right? Like, what did I do? I did two hits and then I was sitting in the front with George St. Pierre, like, what the hell am I doing here? So yes, I, I would be open to it. Am I like seeking it? Am I doing something like that? No. Um, but if they call me with something and there have been times where they've called me and it just didn't feel right. But if they call me with something that feels right, I'm I'm not going to say no just because I'm going to hold myself to the same rules that I hold myself to in other sports. And again, someone like yourself may think that that's crazy. And I would say it's almost like I, I'm a, I'm a somewhat religious person. Uh, you know, I, I, I practice uh, Judaism and whatnot, and everyone has a different sort of set of rules. And so like I do certain, I don't eat kosher, but I pray every morning. I drive on Saturday, but my brother doesn't. This and that. So like, I think I, I think in life you have to have kind of like this a la carte menu. Whatever feels good for you and your soul and your heart works, and and that particular stance works for me. Yeah, I mean it's. Um, I hope like I didn't I, disappoint you by saying that. No, I did not. <laughs> uh, I just I look at you as someone that I I do have a, an enormous amount. Like I do look at you as somebody that is like. These are not just like snap judgments or decisions. I know you put thought into a lot of this when like not to rehash all the stuff you endured at like uh, Fox, but like when you disclose that um, to me, it was like a non-issue to me in terms of I, it never at all was something where like I knew how credible you were and you disclosed this and, you know, some people had negative things to say about it. I, I was not because I knew the type of reporter you were and that you were not going to be um, compromised, even though like you were in this untenable situation for yourself uh, as well. Like that to me was, that's just knowing you and, and seeing how you report in real time and the respect level you have. And I guess for me, it's like, again, I think when you initially turned down, like just being paid for like a voiceover, for instance, like, there was like that hesitancy for you. And I think that yeah. you've reached a certain level. Um, yeah, no, the difference I'm, t I'm telling you, the difference is when I heard it, I was like, this is a great feeling and I'm looking for great feelings in life. And uh, I said, this was silly. This was silly to have the stance. So that's why I changed my stance. Um, because I do, I, I you know, uh, no one wants to work for free. I'm happy to do things from time to time. Like I'm not getting paid for this because I'm happy to do it. But if it's like a thing, eh, you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe I shouldn't have the, ultimately, I think we all have to answer to ourselves and our family. And, uh, you know, I, I just felt, I just felt that way. And again, I will say what probably, you know, hurt me the most 
was that I felt like people were saying that this was going to affect the way I cover MMA or any other sport. And I, I just view pro wrestling a little differently and my place in it or whatever you want to call it. And so that I felt was a little bit unfair. Not not necessarily saying that you said that, but again, there was like an avalanche of stuff. I honestly couldn't believe that people cared so much. Like this is a this was a gigantic weekend for WWE. Like what a what a match that was, right? What a storyline that was. And like in total, I was probably on camera for 75 seconds in total, being generous. And people were so fired up about this. Uh, I, I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't. But, uh, you know, it's, I guess, somewhat controversial because Tony got involved and, and whatnot. And, and, uh, and, and can I just say, like, and it's the same stance that I have with any of my quote-unquote enemies. Like, if Tony was here, I think Tony and I have a lot in common. And I'm, I'm kind of bummed that we have this sort of weird relationship because, and maybe I'm to blame for that. Uh, you know, we're both around the same age. We both grew up pro wrestling fans. We're both sons of immigrants. I, I only wish them. You've listened to me long enough in in pro wrestling, right? Or sorry, in MMA. I'm always rooting for number two, number three, number four, right? I think it's important for the athletes, for the business. I think WWE is doing great things because AEW is there. It, it pushes them to go out there and and really strive i would say they had a lull period when there was no competition i would say the same with the ufc so i don't don't wish anything bad mjf is probably my favorite wrestler in the world um i love that guy truly and i love everything he stands for so it's all very silly and it's you know it's also funny like that now i've i've gotten this reputation in in wrestling as this sort of like anti-aw guys because i get these freaking like i say anything whatsoever and it's like just like fall. I, I didn't respond to the Vince stuff fast enough. And I was like, look at Ariel crickets, crickets. I was like, yo man, I had like, I, I was doing a show on uh, Thursday. I'm like, I don't cut. I, I'm not day to day. It took me a while to get to reading it, to even seeing. I'm actually trying to be less on Twitter. I think you'd be happy to hear that. So, and people were going crazy about that. I was like, wow, I guess this is what it feels like. Um, so it's a, I feel like I'm living like double lives in terms of the way people view me in MMA and the way people view me in, in pro wrestling. Well, let's to, to cap this off uh, yes. while I was going back to uh, grab that clip from the, uh, from, from the prediction show. We also, um, th- this was also just a sidebar. You did drop an exclusive uh, one oh, year ago. I'll do the interviews. I do the stuff for BT. I'm sort of a hired gun for them. Um, I did resign with them by the way. So that is good. I'll, I'll be, doing Oh, is, that, is that an exclusive? That is an exclusive. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Uh, are, are you going to are you going to Inglewood in in April for WrestleMania? Oh yeah, will What's you be there? That? I will not. I don't think. But I am going to uh, Montreal in February oh. for Elimination Chamber, um, which should be a, a very. Let, let me know if you go. Wow, you didn't you didn't, you didn't let me know. No, but honestly, you you think that. Oh, I, mean, I know. I know it was a last second deal. I know when we did this prediction show, this was last second what, like, is being kind. I think I, I left on a Friday and I think I found out on a Wednesday of wow. that week. Yeah. So, um, and, and you wrote the thing in like an hour. No, like, honestly, like 15 minutes. Wow. Yeah. It's because I, I, I've done a few of those, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. I've done a few of those back in the day, Fox, et cetera. And I had this idea and so when they reached out to me, I was like, oh, I could do the same thing that I did for Extreme Rules, but this one really hits you know, home a lot harder. And so it just flowed, and they liked it, and they put all the bells and whistles. Again, it was pretty damn cool to be in the Bell Center, and there's a, a voice, you know, a package being voiced by me, Montrealer, about Montreal. 
I would have kicked myself from now until I'm 85 if I turned that down. Well, we are going to get into the predictions that we were that were made by one Ariel Hawani. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. We didn't address one last thing. What, what, what's that? Okay, so all this happens. We have our back and forth. We're fine. I'm not sure if we talked since then. My question is, why wasn't I invited? I, in, in all honesty, it was yeah. a really like slam period for me. But nah, I don't, why. No, I don't that, believe this. That, that did go into the thinking, but I am not going to deny the fact that um, you've, been, you've communicated less with me oh, since this time period. Is that fair? I don't know. Is that fair? You tell me. I, the WhatsApp wasn't getting a big workout for those couple of months. I'm just going to say that, okay? Well, I mean, I, I, I have reached out every now and then to test the temperature, wait, and you always every time respond. you reach out, do I always respond? Yes, but it was, it, was it in a cold way? Just a little one way traffic. That's all I'm going to say in terms of the reach out. Oh, you're saying you reached out more than I reached out? Yes. Wow. So I so I didn't want to like put you into the position where you would not either you would want to come on begrudgingly or just <clears> flat out say no. Um, so I kind of left it dangling. I will own uh, that part. Okay. I, I probably should have reached out sooner. I did assume. assume. And, and, and so like, let's, we've just uncovered everything. Let's just go to the last step. We, we can turn around on me. That's fine. No. And then, and then you have a moment, right? Where oh, you're yeah. now me in Montreal in February of 2023. And I appreciated you reaching out again. I, I didn't really think, I don't know. I, I, it's like it's it's put yourself in my shoes February of 2023. You do the show, you probably see a few things, but when you're the subject of the avalanche, it hits a lot differently. So I saw that and I was like John did nothing wrong. Uh he asked a question, Dana picked on one word. He does what a great person in, you know, a brilliant person in his position does. They use that word to their advantage and, you know, off to the races. I didn't I didn't know about anything else that happened to you. And then you reached out and then I kind of looked into it a little more and uh, I felt bad, but I, I, I think you handled it just fine in that moment. And I think you've handled it even better in the aftermath. Um, and so that's why I'm thankful that you used that word because I don't know if, uh, if we're sitting here talking, if, if you didn't use that word, if you used latitude. Well, if I had used latitude, but um, yeah, I just, I, I certainly like going through that, um, Definitely did think of you and probably you having your, your own issues like that over the years in MMA, um, or, or, or pro wrestling for that matter. And yeah, it was, it was eye opening to a degree, just like the, the, the size of it, because I, I left that feeling like, like I, I didn't think twice really about like the interaction that it was like anything noteworthy. It's like, okay, he was, you know, not, not crazy about my, my question, but I didn't think to, like I asked him a bunch of, well, two questions afterwards sure. about like WWE related things and the ESPN deal. And was like, okay. Um, and then the next day, like this just avalanche dropped. And, um, you know, I, like you said, I think the idea of like, once you can get to a space where you care less about what other people think, and as long as you are comfortable with how you handled things, I think that's a great place to be, um, when you can reach it. And, um, but yeah, certainly I did think of, you know, what, what you've been through and I'm very proud of the stuff that you have, have come through and that, it, you know, I don't think it's um, by all, by any stretch uh, that there are, are a lot of people who would not have been able to persist 
at the level you have. You have not just existed in MMA. You have thrived in the, in this space and you have had a lot of challenges. And I've always said like the amount of respect I have, the fact that you've navigated stuff, many, many people would have just taken off and, and moved on. You have outside options, I think beyond MMA. And here you have, you know, you have stayed in this position and only growing a greater following. Um, I, I think that's, that's beyond impressive. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, do you wish you would have done anything differently? No, I don't. Honestly, like I 100%, if, if I had not brought up that, that question at the beginning, I think I would have felt much worse that I had this opportunity and didn't do it in complete. Like I, I certainly could have like stayed on, on the subject. Um, I just felt like in, in the moment it was like, the question was essentially like, is there a line? And honestly, I thought that like I had gotten out the the question. It's only when I went back to listen that like, you know, he he cut me off. But I mean, he answered the question that I was setting out to ask. So when he's at the end, like, what's your question? It was like, okay, you've answered it and I could continue this and I'm just going to get more of this impassioned speech from him. But in my mind, I'm like, I do want to get to these other questions. And I, in the moment, I'm just thinking I've gotten this answer. He's made it very clear that, he doesn't view there any line to be. So I haven't really scrutinized like, uh, what, what could I have done differently? Um, like, I just feel it's sure. Could I have used a different word than leash? I could have, but I'm not, I'm not kicking myself over using, using that word. No, because that's a perfectly normal word to use there. He just latched onto it and spun it, which is something that he's very good at doing. He's and, very good in the moment. Yeah. Oh, he's brilliant. I mean, think about how many hours he's been sitting up there talking to us. Uh, so I think everyone understood your question and I think it was a fine question. Um, he just did a great job of, of using it to his advantage, which, you know, he has every right to do. Uh, I, I, I wish you would, you know, we could have heard a little bit more and less focus on the word because he knows exactly, you know, he knows exactly what you were trying to ask, but you know, this is, this is the world that we're in. This post-wrestling podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast, their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible, conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister. And putting away more money for retirement. Because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Well, on that note, are you ready to go into... I am ready. We're going to go through the 2023 predictions. And um, so I've broken these up. Do you do you want to hear the ones you got correct or incorrect first? Which which do you want to go through? Uh, let's go correct. And by the okay. way, 
Was it always called the MMA Prediction Show? I think so. I think I always see me being the neurotic Nelly that I am. I thought that you put in MMA. I thought it was just a prediction show. And then I thought you put in MMA to let people know, hey, we're not doing wrestling predictions with the wrestling shill over here. Okay. Where well, there will is, be some wrestling predictions. Oh, okay. Here, perfect. But, perfect. Uh, All right. You, you called it MMA prediction. Maybe it should well, be combat sports prediction. We were, well, we maybe we'll, we, we should evolve it uh, out yeah. of that. But you know what? I'm, uh, we, we, we got to use the MMA Ariel Hawani. It's, it's great fair. search engine optimization. Uh, okay. as they tell me, come on, Ariel. Fair, fair, fair. Okay, so here here are the correct ones uh, for Ariel. I know you're going to be uh, thinking about this. You, you had a good year, okay? I'm just going to oh. start it off with, with that, I, that note, that okay? I was wondering. I was kind of left, you know. We have percentages, okay? We're, we're going to compare this, okay? okay. Um, we'll compare it to your all-time year and, and see how this one stacks up. One scenario. The XFL has a second season. Uh, you said likely. They did go ahead with the, their 2023 season, which was won by your favorite, the Arlington Renegades, and uh, then – Merged with the USFL to create the UFL. So I'm going to give you the correction, correct on that one because the XFL is continuing just in the form of a, of a, uh, merged league with the USFL. Yes. The Mark Kerr documentary slash trailer comes out. You said unlikely ah. did not. Now we got an update on this film that I, I, I stated. I don't think this film is going to see the light of day. So that was my commentary on it. It may, in fact, see the light of day with a uh, 51-year-old Dwayne Johnson playing Mark Kerr. Uh, Wait, what's the update? What's the update? I didn't hear an update. That Dwayne Johnson has been cast and that it's uh, it's got a distributor now with A24. Oh. Yes. This was, wow, uh, I missed that. And by the way, I don't, think it's a, I don't think it's a doc, right? It's a feature film. It's a feature film. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh. Yeah, I don't even know why I called it documentary here. But nonetheless, it was... Um, Yes, did not come out the trailer, so we still wait for that. Power Slap is renewed for a second season on TBS. Ariel called it unlikely. Did not happen. Do you realize we did the MMA prediction show right before the Dana White New Year's Eve video came out? No way. When did we do it? We did it late December. We must have done it... um, like that January first week of January, but I think there was a gap between when the video came out and New Year's Eve. There was some, yeah. like we might have done it on whatever it was, the Monday maybe, or not Monday, you would have had your show. But anyway, it was it was like within a day or so that video dropped. So it's like, we're talking about no, power slap. We did it. You know why? Because I didn't have a show because <clears throat> that Monday was January 1st. And then the Could, video came out that night. First. So we might have done it at like 1 p.m. that that day. And then the video came out at night because I remember the video came out when I was watching Bill's Bengals and then the DeMar Hamlin thing happened. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, very possible. Dana White and Gary Brecca of 10X Health Systems release a health and or fitness product. Uh, you scoffed at this and uh, said, unlikely, we did not get a product from Dana White and uh, Gary Brecca. Feels like we're getting one indirectly because every two seconds I go on Instagram and people are telling me about their 72 hour damn fast. So feels like they're responsible for all of this. Yeah. They might have to uh, disclose like what is, what is it with the, these uh, cold plunges and yeah, fasts. Nate Diaz has a boxing fight. Ariel says likely Nate Diaz, in fact, put on the gloves and had his fight with Nailed Jake it. Paul the same night as SummerSlam. Yeah. Would you have been at SummerSlam if not for that? that card yeah so we would have uh, been uh we would have been together in detroit that night yeah although that was the first pay-per-view uh post bt tnt switch uh, okay um but i think that was the plan didn't go to survive series didn't go to royal rumble i don't know what's gonna happen uh but yes i think i would have been there 
Bo Nickel goes undefeated in 2023, which Ariel said likely, and he defeated Jamie Pickett and Valentin Woodburn at UFC 285 and 290, going 2 and 0 throughout the year. So Bo Nickel, lots of, uh, lots of anticipation for his, his follow up year after going undefeated. Yes. Gordon Ryan has an MMA fight. Ariel said no way. Gordon Ryan did not go near an MMA ring or cage. Okay. So this one. You might have to clarify, and uh, I, I gave this one to you. Uh, this is like tie goes to the runner rules. AJ okay. McKee is a Bellator fighter by the end of 2023. So Bellator technically does exist. So yeah. I, I'm giving you this one that yeah, was hell yeah. still there. Now this one, you can really get in the weeds and explain this to folks that maybe don't quite understand. Kayla Harrison is a PFL fighter by the end of 2023. Uh, so if I go to different judges, like Kayla Harrison might say... He got it. You said unlikely. Uh, if I asked Don Davis, does he have it? Can you break this one down? Oh, so I said unlikely, huh? You said unlikely that Kayla Harrison would be a PFL fighter by the end of 2023, which if we go by the term, yeah, she would not have been an MMA fighter or PFL fighter by the end of the year. Correct? Actually, no, it's wrong because to the best of my knowledge, the term was December 31st. And there was one fight left. So the reason why she told us in late November that this is her last fight is because she knew there was not going to be another fight in December, right? So it was whichever came first, December 31st or that second fight. So technically, I was wrong. Well, damn it. We, we I, was, you, I was wrong by a day. Off by one, by one day. <laughs> I mean, as close uh, as you could come. That was one where I, I could not definitively state. And no, I, I was going to have to uh, rely on you. Um, PFL runs two pay-per-view events in 2023. You said unlikely. We got mm-hmm. the one pay-per-view in November of 2023, which was noted not a pay-per-view ready product. Was ill-advised that they ran last year, but they came back for one pay-per-view. We will see if they they get in there. And it was also year. advised. Yes. Cain Velasquez teams with Daniel Cormier in a pro wrestling match. You said unlikely. Did not happen. Uh, nothing with Daniel Cormier and uh, WWE this past yeah. year, other than some interviews. TJ Dillashaw comes out of retirement. You did not see this one happening. And TJ Dillashaw remains on the sidelines with his MMA career at on hold. Henry Cejudo retires again with the premise that he would come out of retirement and then retire again. You thought that was way too much movement for Henry Cejudo. You said unlikely. Correct. Okay. Pat McAfee leaves the WWE. So you said unlikely. (laughs) And... So this is very interesting because yeah. this man has been like attached in some way, shape or form with, with WWE that, I mean, he, he wrestled for WWE in 2023. He did guest spots on commentary. And now as we speak, I mean, this was legitimately surprising. He not only popped back at the rumble, but he is now <laughs> the full-time broadcaster on raw with Michael Cole. Incredible. What a gig he has there. He just pops in and out. Now, he he showed up at the Rumble last year, I believe, in San Antonio, correct? Yes, and he did commentary on that. Yes, and I I remember that because I was there. Did he show up at Mania? He did the match with um, The Miz? He did like an unannounced guest spot, right? Yes. Okay, but he didn't do commentary. I don't think he did commentary at WrestleMania, but he did the match with The Miz. When Miz was the host. Yes. And then was there anything else? Throughout the year, he popped up on SmackDown one week with The Rock when College oh, Game Day was right, nearby. Right, right. Um, I don't know if he's popped up any other times beyond that. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so so what did, what did I say? 
You said unlikely that he would leave the WWE. Okay, I'm, I think I win. I, I'm giving it to you because I think he's had like his an contract unofficial... was never. I mean, he's 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 an extended member of the family. They love him. He loves them. And uh, I mean, it's great timing for him to come back now because obviously football season is is wrapping up. I wonder what's going to happen in in the fall because he has to go to game day and, and travel so much. I don't know how he does it, man, with the traveling. He's still like, doing I, his daily show on top of this. And you're not only that, I looked, he was Monday. there. He was there. He was, he was, I think he was in studio yesterday and I yeah. think he was in studio today, meaning yes. he left Indy to go to Tampa, right? And then came back. I'm pretty sure he doesn't fly commercial. It doesn't matter. It's still exhausting because you're getting home. What time is Raw done? 11? 11 by, Eastern. Yeah, by the time he gets on the plane, 12, 31. How long is that flight? Three hours? By the time you go to bed? Like, what? God bless. His work ethic is off the charts. So, big coup. And then I saw, what is it? Uh, Wade Barrett and uh, Corey Graves? That's the report for to be the team on, on SmackDown. So, Corey's going to be play-by-play? Yeah, which, I mean, if you were listening to him like the last few months, I mean, he was paired with Kevin Patrick. I don't know if you're yeah. familiar with him. But, I mean, Corey Graves mm-hmm. kind of had to, like, double and, like, cover at times and was kind of doing like pseudo play-by-play so i wonder if he looks at this as just a bit of a challenge to do something different um but yeah it's like they they desperately need play-by-play guys uh because cole can only do so many shows yeah and i guess they're gonna test out graves here but they got i think he's gonna be good i think he's gonna be good i'm curious to hear him i don't think it's gonna be i think he's showing that he can adapt to that role he will be the sean o'connell of pro wrestling potentially or the jimmy smith or the Jimmy Smith as well. How did you feel about Jimmy Smith? In that role? Yeah. I actually thought he did a pretty good job. The thing was, is that I knew he wasn't a big pro wrestling fan before. And I think he was a little bit critical of it. So I think that some people never really forgot about that. But I don't think people realize how hard it is to go from the color guy to the play-by-play guy. Play-by-play is so hard. I, I, I can't even like fathom doing it. I don't think I'm good enough. It is just so tough, and especially for something like pro wrestling, which you're not well-versed in, and it's a lot of show and a lot of moving parts. I thought he did a pretty good job. What did you think? But I I thought Jimmy Smith was fine. I didn't think he was, like, the world's best wrestling broadcaster, but far from, like, like he was fine. Like, he was, yes. like, a, especially when it came to calling, like, some of the submissions and stuff. Yeah. I thought he was, like, very good in, in, when he was in his wheelhouse and doing, like, that um, – one of the like the fight pit matches, I think that that he right. called. Um, it would have been the Cormier match, I'm I'm guessing that right, he right, was right. involved with. So anyway, I, I yeah, I thought I thought he was like fine in 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 the role. You know, it's interesting. I feel like for a long time, SmackDown was the crown jewel, and now it's kind of shifting back to Raw, right? Well, it's I think going to be like SmackDown will get like a big push when it moves to USA, but all attention is going to be on the Netflix launch yeah. next January. No, of course, of course. But it, it, even now, uh, I mean, I, I know they're getting ready for a year out. It just feels like Raw for a while was, I don't know, it was feeling like the B-show, and now it doesn't feel like the B-show anymore. Bellator has a second card on CBS. So we were we were about a month out from the Bader, mm. uh, Fedor Emelianenko fight. Um, they only had that that February 4th card on CBS, no follow-up. And you noted one of the... Uh, the unsung heroes in MMA that kind of fell on, flew under the radar was the departure of Kelly Call from CBS. Oh, yeah. What a guy, Kelly. Yeah, only one. It's kind of weird. They did one and like right at the buzzer there and then never again. And like, and, and Scott was there for so long. What a bizarre end to that Bellator chapter. 
Laura Sanko uh, is part of a commentary uh, broadcast for a UFC pay-per-view or fight night. You said likely, and uh, we, we did get Laura Sanko on the, uh, on the broadcast. Who's done a yeah, great job in, in the role as an analyst. UFC Chris si- is incredible at finding the right analysts. Like they, they've never had a stinker in there. Chris Cyborg has more featherweight title fights in Bellator than Amanda Nunez does in the UFC. You said likely, and she did with one against Kat Zingano. Nunez, zero featherweight fights. Uh, will we ever see a featherweight fight in the UFC again? I'm guessing no. I don't want to say never, but not for the foreseeable future. Brock Lesnar is inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. Huh. You said unlikely. Um, man's not going to be going near any Hall of Fame uh, for probably a, a yeah. long time. And uh, did not go to the UFC Hall of Fame last year. The Nelk Boys host alternate com- an alternate commentary broadcast on a, on a, the Contender Series. You said uh, unlikely. I know I put some of these joke ones in. This one I, I actually could have seen happening. I can see. You just said that. I don't remember you asking me this. I'm like, oh, that's a brilliant idea. I, I'm shocked that they haven't done it. Just wait. He just hadn't thought of it yet. Yes. Uh, DraftKings pulls its sponsorship with the UFC. This was fresh off the James Krause story, which oh. if you want um, the, the Ariel Hawani receipts should have its own kind of playlist on YouTube of when you have <laughs> gone deep on some of these stories, the James Krause one might've been your, your finest when it came to piecing that whole story together. But uh, you that's said all, unlikely. That's all Connor, uh, Connor Burke's producer. That's all him. He does a great job of getting that stuff. And uh, DraftKings stayed on board all year long with the UFC. Kevin Holland stops a crime from occurring. You said unlikely, not to our knowledge, did he stop any crimes in progress or uh, preemptively? Yeah, that gimmick kind of uh, fizzled out. There was like a stretch of five in two months and then no more. I thought it's a full year. There's got to be one somewhere in here. Conor McGregor and Artem Lobov settled their issues, releasing a non-alcoholic spritzer called Water Under the Bridge. Uh, he said, <laughs> unlikely. Um, they did not settle their issues. Um, have they even settled their lawsuit? Is it still ongoing? That's a great question. I have to ask PT about that. Uh, I don't want to misspeak. Okay. So I don't think they have, but I could be a thousand percent wrong as well. No water under the bridge, though. That, no. that we can. Unfortunately, kind of a bummer. Definitively. Logan Paul wins any WWE championship, you said ah. likely, and the United States championship coming around his Almost waist. lost it on Saturday. Crown jewel. Um, did you hear Kevin Owens wrestled that match with a broken foot? Come on. Yeah. What? Per Big Dave. Yes. That is unbelievable. Yeah. Paul Costa wins the PFL middleweight tournament. You thought this was a, a unique scenario, but was unlikely. And no, he did not. Uh, Didn't even fight. The PFL. No, no. He, did, he had a very quiet 2023. Mm. Patty Pimblett appears on the MMA hour. You said mm. unlikely. No Patty Pimblett this this past year, but we will oh. see what happens in the new year. ESPN Plus raises its UFC pay-per-view price next December. You said unlikely. And this was like one of the first years they did not do the price hike that we've kind of just been accustomed to every January. And, uh, and a segment of On the Nose exceeds one hour, 15 minutes, and 30 seconds. Uh, you said likely. Um, you destroyed this multiple times. These are just some of the headlines of segments that went above that that figure. Um, Ariel Hawani weighs in on WWE buyout drama. What's next for Dustin Poirier? Patty Pimblett versus Tony Ferguson will steal headlines at UFC 296. What's next stop for MVP? How should UFC handle crude trash talk? And Ganu, disrespected by Fury. 
and your longest on the nose segment of the year, UFC heavyweight title being held hostage. Oh. An hour, 52 minutes, 48 seconds. Wow. Uh, by the way, is there a playlist for those or are you searching for the, how are you no, finding I'm, these? Dude, I had to get my shovel out and search. Oh my okay? God. What a pain in the butt. Yeah. I'm, I've definitely over the years tailored my questions to how hard is it going to be for me yeah. to fact check these at the oh end. Some of these are God. tough, dude. And the last one that you got correct, the Parlay Pals remain at three members all year long, that being GC, New York Rick, and Mysterious Frank. You said unlikely, Juliana Pena, yes. jumping on board, giving you this win. So Perfect. Um, the incorrect ones, it's a, it's a shorter list here. We'll power through these. Uh, we've got the Buffalo Bills making it to the Super Bowl. Uh, I've tried to refrain from these questions that I know you are, you're not going to say unlikely, even though maybe deep right. down you know, you, you, you've got to weigh things out uh vince mcmahon does a sit-down interview you said unlikely did do one on cnbc right after the merger with uh ari emmanuel and, oh that's uh, right and, uh, i i don't know if vince mcmahon will be doing any sit-downs ever again in a really? public setting. yeah seriously Maybe we'll get into that later one power slap contest takes place on a ufc broadcast um Huh. You know, you know what uh this is one i didn't even write down likely or unlikely i can't fathom that you said uh no, that this would have been incorrect. So I feel what you lost on the Kayla Harrison one. I'm giving you on this one. Uh, yes. So I think that that evens things out. Uh, Manny Pacquiao fights for Ryzen. You were optimistic on this happening. Um, they did bring him back. They brought him yeah. back. Yeah, but they didn't. Yeah. Uh, Kayla. Uh, sorry here. Uh, Kayla Harrison. We went over that one. Paige Van Zandt's bare knuckle slash pro wrestling matches equal one or greater. You said likely. There was there was no in ring competition involving Paige Van. Did she not fight? Did she not do bare knuckle? She did nothing. What happened to pro wrestling? Just dropped it. It seemed like like no follow up after all those appearances. She had been training. I think it was with Gabrielle. Just never pursued it. And I guess and and they never wrote her off. Yeah, it was sort of just like they were putting a lot of attention on her, and then Dan Lambert left, and so did she. Remember they did that big angle with Masvidal laying out Jericho. That went nowhere. Um, JDS was involved there for, for a brief, uh, Kayla showed up. Yeah. They kind of just moved on. Donald Cerrone enters the UFC hall of fame. You said unlikely, but you said you could see it happening, but it's too soon. They put him in. I I, I still, you know, stand by that, but it's impossible to know what their rules. Bellator PFL one or cage warriors. One of these companies experiment with open scoring. You said likely, but did not happen in 2023. Jake Paul teams with Logan at a WWE event. Uh, you thought that was likely to happen, but we got uh, we did not get the two teaming up uh, in, in a match. Of all the McMahons in combat sports, the only one to have a match or a fight this year will be Sarah. <laughs> you said likely, and uh, Sarah McMahon had two fights, but Shane McMahon did take part barely in a wrestling match. Uh, was that an official match? Bell rung and he tore his quad. So Did I they mean, really ring the bell? It, it was technically a match. And then Snoop Dogg was in to yes. clean up that mess. The, uh, the, the quarterback job. in that situation. He did an incredible job. Wow. Did, did the bell so ring? Shane, Shane ruined it for you. Did you go back? Did they actually ring the bell? Or was it a, a schmuzzle? You know what? If, if we go to, to good old Wikipedia here, I, I feel it was this was Wikipedia is our source. <laughs> Listen, they they don't screw around here. We we could go to cage match. Are you familiar with cage match? Um, no. Let's look at Shane here. 
you think Shane McMahon will ever wrestle another match again? Or are we, uh, my question is, does Shane McMahon show up on WWE TV ever again? Shane McMahon? Yeah. I'm going to say no. Wow. I, I, I I think not. I don't think we will ever see him. Stephanie? uh, Either. Stephanie, I, I'm, I don't dismiss as, as a possibility. I mean, it could be a very, uh, I mean, there, there's going to be a lot of fallout over all of this. Sure, thing. sure. I, I just wonder, like, 10 years, I feel like he comes back. They they put him in the Hall of Fame or something, you know? Shane? Yeah, yeah, Shane. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting of how. Yeah, it's um, impossible to know. They're just, like, the overall, like, I, I think Vince McMahon is just going to be completely erased yeah. at this point like i just uh at least for now until the whole lawsuit plays out right yeah i think even after that i think it's well it will you know we have state i mean in 2022 i think many people thought there's no way he comes back from this it's a lot of different circumstances now sure but it is um uh certainly one that it's hard to fathom happening and then um the last ones here were uh a sequel to the highly acclaimed children's book Mirth Meets Earth is released. Um, <laughs> we, did we did we get a follow up? Is there a follow up? No, working on it. Working on it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Could you maybe get like that two book deal, like John Moxley and Renee Paquette got? We could get Highway to Helwani and oh. uh, Mirth. Uh, Wait, continues. Renee Paquette has a book. She put out a cookbook a few years ago. Oh, it was the same publisher that. Did you ever read John Moxley's book? I did. Yes. I enjoyed really it. good. I thought, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed yeah, it. Both, I didn't realize it was like a, a package. I think deal. it was it was like some package deal because it was the same publisher. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. So for the year, Ariel, twenty-seven out of thirty-eight, which was good for seventy-four percent. This would be okay. a uh, your highest performance since your golden year of two thousand nineteen when you hit eighty-four percent. Wow, which is going to be a really uh, tough percentage to hit. Um. But you 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 outpunted your coverage for the past uh, three years, uh, topping this um, last year seventy two percent. So a two percent gain this year. Um, I would say like a, a very. This would be at least of I I have the percentages here since twenty seventeen, and this would be your third highest after uh, eighty and eighty four percent in twenty eighteen and nineteen respectively. What's my worst? Of the ones I have listed here, it was seventy percent back in two thousand seventeen. So I mean, you have a. Okay. Uh, You've never had like a, a blowout year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's try to beat that. So now we begin with a whole new year, new scenarios where Ariel, all he has to say is likely or unlikely. Again, for the aggregators out there, this is only speculation. There is no mm-hmm. reporting behind this um, unless Ariel wants to divulge anything. But these are all scenarios that he is hearing for the first time. So let us start off. We're going to start a little bit outside of the box. Um, don't know if you're aware. There is a uh, federal election going on in the United States of America. This oh, yes. happens to be an election year. One like of the new the- graphics, by the way. You love that text. Um, <laughs> we won't call out the fact that I forgot to play them for the earlier segments. But nonetheless, <laughs> One of the presidential candidates appears on the Joe Rogan experience. Ooh. Wow. I thought you were going to say the MMA hour. I, play, I, I'm trying to avoid the MMA hour questions because I know you, you, you don't ever like to say unlikely to sure, sure. potential guests. By the way, did, did I ever tell you that I was invited onto Trump's plane to interview him? No. Oh, was this affliction? 
No, no, no. Like within the last year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely not. You have never Uh, told me that. He was attending the NCAA wrestling championships. The, um, I think the finals were in Oklahoma last year. Anyway, I was invited. A guy who works for him used to work for the UFC and, uh, and reached out and didn't work out. Um, I'm going to say against my better judgment. I'm going to say likely. Likely. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't see it as a crazy, um, no. probably one candidate over the other, but he um, had RFK on. Yeah, I could, you, you could certainly see it happening. W- would you be averse to interviewing a, a politician that is in the midst of a, not to say, um, Joe Biden or Donald Trump might be on next week, but you, you would be open to it or would that yeah. be welcoming? Uh, I mean, I would be open. I, I'm not a very political person, so I don't really, uh, I, I think it's hilarious that people think that I'm like extremely left leaning when the vast majority of my family is is quite right, but not right the way you think and the way it has become. Like my dad, lo- like my dad loved Stephen Harper when we were growing up, and Stephen Harper, and and really the only basis for his decisions on who he likes and doesn't like is how they feel about Israel, and usually the right leaning politicians are pro Israel. Um, in any event, I would not be against it. I don't, I don't want to have, like, I don't want to be a part of someone coming on to spew hatred and rile people up. But if it's, you know, the politics of the 1990s where everything seemed a lot more benign and innocent, then yeah, I have no problem with that. Well, let, let me just say, um, you could, you, you will provide a lot of content for a lot of YouTube channels out there that, um, if I did it, uh, if you, if you step into, uh, the culture war as I, uh, oh my God, geez. stepped into, Oh, right. You know better than me. Yeah. A live boxing fight is streamed on Netflix this year. Wow. Um, I feel like you know something by asking me such a pointed question. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not stating I, I do know anything. Uh, I'm going to say I likely. Think, I think they're going to get into things here. I think this is uh, not a one-time thing with, with like, you know, in terms of live sports, WWE is perfect. WWE is so perfect for Netflix. When the news happened and I took a, uh, when it came out and I took a step back, I was like, it's almost shocking that none of us really thought that this was a possibility because it's, I could just see it being on the menu. It's sports, it's entertainment, it's live, it's 52 weeks, but it's control. They can, uh, it's just so perfect. Um, anyway, yes, I, th- I think it happens. Any thought um, just to the average uh, wrestling consumer in the US that you now, you do need Netflix, you do need Peacock, if you want to follow SmackDown, you do have cable. In Canada, Ariel, like it's all going to be Netflix beginning. So good for you guys, next, right? Next January. Like, do you see that as any kind of deal for the wrestling consumer, or do you think that it's the grand scheme of things? It's like this is an audience that up until the WWE network, I mean, they were they were paying, you know, sixty dollars a month for a pay-per-view. For sure. And also here in the United States, Peacock deal is done in 2026. Wouldn't be mm-hmm. surprised if it all goes under Netflix. And then when the USA SmackDown deal is done. Wouldn't be surprised if it all goes to Netflix too. I think what's great, there's there's multiple things that I think is great here. Obviously, Netflix, I mean, they're just a behemoth. I think it's like 240 or so million subscribers worldwide, something like that. Something or 267. Yeah. Yeah, something crazy. Think about when they do promos, instead of saying Sportsnet in Canada and TNT in the UK, now you could just say Netflix for the vast majority of the world, which is just gigantic. Um a lot of young people are on Netflix. You know, I know this. I, I have two boys who are 11 and 9. They have no idea 
how to go onto cable and search for something, you know, like, but the source, they know how to go on Netflix. They know how to go on Apple TV. They know how to go to Peacock. They know how to do those things. They know how to go to YouTube. Obviously. One of my um, three-year-old's first words was Netflix. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like that, like that's just, um, it's, this would be completely. akin to getting like a broadcast deal 30 years ago for your WWE with, I don't know, ABC or ESPN or NBC. You know what I mean? So this is just gigantic. And I, I, I really think it's going to make pro wrestling even bigger and more popular and cooler. And I think they're going to think outside the box. I mean, we're seeing the business that has kind of been stagnant, I think, for a while evolve in front of our eyes. Even on Saturday, which I'm sure you noticed as well, like having the Slim Jim, you know, stuff up there for the entire match. Did you notice that? Oh, you like that's... I'm, I mean, I'm less cricket, um, the cricket as well for the uh, universal championship. Like that was in your face and that's just going to be the tip of the iceberg. I thought well, that was like, very in your face. Yeah. I don't mind on the mat. How do you feel about the mat? I'm, I'm less critical of it. And maybe it's just from like, it, if you watch Lucha, like that's such a hallmark yeah. of it. And I mean, for, for boxing, MMA, right. it's just so ingrained. AEW has DraftKings sometimes I see. It does, you know? There's sponsorships. It's like, it's to me, it's. Like, I'm not even one that's, like, as affected by, you know, when the NHL is introducing more logos on jerseys. It's just kind of, it's just where the tide is going. Sure. So it's, uh, but it's, it is jarring when you go from, I'm almost amazed that Vince McMahon, like, that where that was where he put his foot down, was, yeah. like, clean oh. mat. It's, like, this was the sanctity of, of professional wrestling. I would prefer on the mat than, like all around, as we saw on Saturday. I would prefer that because it was just sort of in your face. On the mat reminds me of Halloween Havoc, 97. Wasn't there a Slim Jim logo? Oh, they would always put, yeah, the big logo. It actually made it feel bigger for some weird reason. Um, I always think of that when I think of Halloween Havoc. So I don't know. Okay, this one, I'm sure you've given some thought to this. The NBA leaves TNT. They don't have any part of the next uh, NBA package. This is going to be the next big one to follow in terms of like this media rights stuff. I say no. I say unlikely. They keep a part of it. Yeah. April 8th, 2024. That is the Monday after WrestleMania. Roman Reigns is the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. If this is true, I am rioting. I, I am going out into the parking lot at the link. I had a big debate with New York Rick about this. He was so wrong. I, I, I said, if they don't give Cody the belt, if he doesn't win the belt, I'm going to be so upset. He should have won a 39. Sammy should have won a Montreal. Cody should have won in uh, in L.A., in Inglewood, and he should win. And I feel strongly at this point that it should be Cody versus Roman. Maybe I'm too much of a mark at this point as opposed to Roman versus Rock. But I feel more emotionally invested in Cody Roman than Rock Roman at this juncture. What do you think? I think that there is – like I think the Rock match is going to happen. Yes. And I th- not necessarily at WrestleMania, by the way. Um, that I think there's at least a decent shot of them continuing this with Roman Reigns, at least until they get to that match with, with The Rock that I think they have wanted to do for so many and years. And he keeps the belt? You can see it happening, yes. He doesn't like need the belt for that match. I, I, I don't, the table is on I don't the disagree. Line. I don't disagree at all. Tribal um, Chief is on the line. I guess as as you look at WrestleMania as well, how does the loss of CM Punk impact wrestlemania in a big way little way or do you think they're think just pretty big 
I think it's a huge bummer. They had two incredible men's title matches right there mm-hmm. with great backstories, right? With long, rich histories. Um, and you could almost like mix and match and there were, there was a lot of good. So yeah, I, I don't, uh, I don't know what they're going to do again. You're more on the inside than I am, but I thought it was a shoe in as of Sunday morning that it would be punk Seth. And the Seth one was a little weird too, because of his injury. And then of course, uh, Roman Cody. Now I have no idea what they're going to do. Um, but can I just say, I was so impressed. I was so impressed with Cody on Saturday. I was at the press conference. Oh, he, I, I like, think about that guy is just unbelievable. Consider unbelievable. the fact that Paul Levesque is in the role that he is in that has had days like this is the biggest scandal to hit at least since Chris Benoit, if not larger. And the fact that, you know, his, that he was to me so ill-prepared for what were the obvious questions, as opposed to Cody, who just finished up. This is like 15 minutes after he's finishing a Royal Rumble match and has an answer. Like, I bet you that was just him off the top of his head responding and came off. He's so so good. He's so well-spoken. He is. I mean, you look at him and you're like, that should be the face of the company. The way he dresses, the way he acts, the way he wrestles, the way he interacts with people. It's so impressive. Also, one little thing that I think like us weirdos would like, I love that he knows all the journalists and says their names. Like Nick Hausman says his question. He's like, I know who you are. You know, when he introduces himself, like it's just, he, he just, he's so good. And I'm not saying he's doing it in a sort of like, you know, conniving way. way. Yeah. Every time I see him, he, he's always so nice. He's always, he makes everyone in the room. He goes up to every single person in the crew, shakes their hand. I can't say enough good things about that guy and I would love to see him. And then he gets emotional talking about this. Like it means so much to him, right? When's the last time, when's the last time a title win meant so much to someone, probably Kofi in 2019 or Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. the year before, whenever it was. And and that's ultimately what we want. That was the argument I, I had when you're quick. He's like, the belts don't mean anything. I'm like, you're cr- If you have come to the conclusion that the belts don't mean anything then none of this matters there's a reason why roman has held on to the belt there's a reason why gunther holds on to the belt it's because they've tried to reestablish the belts and i think for the most part they've done a good job with that they did a good job with the usos the belt means everything it, sh- it has to mean everything and it means everything to him so that's why i, I just want to see it for him let's continue on here so um so you're going unlikely on roman reigns being champion monday yeah after wrestlemania yeah okay. sorry 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 AEW signs a broadcast agreement outside of WBD. So not to say all of their programming leaves WBD, but at Mm. least a program of theirs, whether it is Dynamite, Collision, Rampage, is in a non-WBD broadcast agreement. Does that include Ring of Honor? Yes, I'll put Ring of Honor in in that Mm. umbrella. That makes So if it didn't include Ring of Honor, I would have said no. Ring of Honor makes it a little bit, or unlikely. Ring of Honor makes it a little bit murky. I'm still going to say unlikely. Is there too much AEW on TV? Do they need that Saturday show? I think it's. I think it's a lot for people to keep up with. I think it's. I think it's a factor, but it's. I think there's a lot. It's WWE has been very hot, and mm. I think that that has made AEW less of a priority for some that have just like look at the amount of product. It's. It's so much to keep up with. It's I, I wouldn't compare. I would say AEW is much stronger than I. Th- I think Bellator would have ever oh, been. Not but, even close. I mean, it was the same strategy though. That like UFC gave you so much that there was no demand for 
for more, for something different. People were happy with the UFC product. The difference was WWE was giving people a product that they were they were craving something different. Now you are getting something different, but it's from WWE itself compared to where they were several years ago. I just wish they could streamline it a little bit so that there's there's less hours, but you know more stack shows. Um, especially when you're going up against Royal Rumble, that's just tough. Yeah, they, it was. You knew it was going to be a rough Saturday, and it was uh, for them. Kazuchika Okada joins the WWE. That's the big one. You guys are very excited about him, huh? Well, his contract is up with New Japan tomorrow, as we wow. record this. And he's got, he is doing three more matches in New Japan throughout February. So he is working without a contract for the next couple of weeks, but then he will ultimately. Is he make top his- five in the world right now, in your opinion? Yes, I would say so. And it's mass- going to be a tra- if, if he goes to WWE, like it's a very interesting transition to see. Um, how he will transfer over becoming like a week to week television performer. It's just, it is a, there's a lot more questions in a WWE environment, but also at a time where they're much more open-minded to like, if this were five years ago, I would think Okada going to WWE would be, um, you would be looking at this as a very questionable move beyond a financial security. Well, you know what I always say, never bet against the con. And we all know there's only one con in this business. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll say likely. Okay, likely. Head-to-head programming between WWE and AEW returns. When you say returns, is it just like a one-off or is it consistent? No, a, a consistent time slot where they are going head-to-head. Mm, including if it's on a streamer. But same time, live programming. AEW shouldn't do that, in my opinion. Now... This time next year is Raw on Mondays. We're not there yet. Ah, <laughs> come on, come on! I thought this was the MMA prediction show. Yeah. I have to. All, all our questions so far have been about wrestling. You're trying well, to expose we're, we're me. We're building up to MMA. As okay, a, there's as a show Wani. We, we go outside. We're going into wrestling. Um, you know. Sorry, I, I'm getting a number here from a 203. It's spam. Okay. Now, why don't you, why don't you pick it up? That was a joke. TKO branches into boxing. This year, huh? I, I feel, I have no inside info on this, but I just feel like it's inevitable for so many reasons. Does it happen this year? I think next year, 25. Okay. So, unlikely. An extension of UFC's domestic rights agreement with ESPN is announced. So the deal's hmm. up. End of 2025. So this would be, they're, they're not going to take these yeah. to, the, to the market. Deal signed before the end of the year. Unlikely. Three title fights go the distance at UFC 300. It's very possible. We don't even have all the title fights at this point. No, we have, we have officially two title fights. I mean, if you're asking me, we have one. I mean, we're including yeah, the BMF the title. But it's a five-round fight, so... Yes, I mean, come on. How, how do we start... Inc- uh, um, I'll say unlikely. Francis Ngannou has a rematch with Tyson Fury. Ooh. A lot, a lot has to happen it's, here. Yeah, this year? 2024. Uh, yeah. <sighs> that's, a t- that's a tough one. Doesn't this, uh, you know what? I'm going to say likely. Next one here. We always ask a UFC Hall of Fame question. Kimbo Slice is inducted. Oh, I would love that. Gosh, that's such a good one. Oh, 
I, I hear nothing about this, but that would be so great. Oh, that would be so great. I would love that. Um, I'm going to say likely just because I want it to happen and I love it so much. Okay. Like, would that be great? Wouldn't that I like, think it, I, I thought of it. I was like, that would be, I just got like a warm, fuzzy production. feeling throughout my whole body. Like, ah, I love Kimbo. Like such a important figure in MMA history. And gigantic. I, I, I miss him. Yeah. It, it's so crazy how you think of like 2008 and it's, it's like the stone age when it comes to like yeah. the turnover of audiences and such that like how many current fans are aware of a Kimbo slice on CBS, on even CBS, the Gina Carano who was gigantic at that point. Right. Maybe Kelly call inducts. Oh, that'd be nice. No, it's gotta be icy Mike. It's gotta be his guy. Oh, it would, it would have to be. Did you ever get one of his business cards? That was, yeah, uh, it was incredible. It was like a, it was like a, it's like almost like the, like a platinum card, but it was like that thick, you know, Yes, incredible. Ariel Hawani is, is written about by name. In Ronda Rousey's upcoming book, Our Fight, that hits bookstores April 2nd, written God, with I hope not. Maria Burns Ortiz. You know how I learned that she's uh, writing a new book uh, from you and Way. I was listening to you guys when you were talking about her tweet and, you know, now the I- increased interest in, in, in the book. Can I just say the first Ronda Rousey book is one of the best athlete or fighter books that I've ever read. And you hit the nail on the head. It's because her sister was the ghostwriter. Her sister's a journalist. Yeah. So A, obviously she knows that right, but B, she lived through those same things. So as opposed to someone just telling some random person the stories, I just felt like it made it such a better read. And so I think this will be great. This is just about, this is just about her wrestling days. I think it's going to, well, it'll be, because that book came out before the Holly Holm loss uh, yeah. and everything. I, That's interesting. Like, how do you not cover yeah, the you end gotta... of that chapter? I, which will be fascinating to get into her head and if she, like, talks if she reflects differently now, all these years removed, or like it was a very unceremonious end to her MMA tenure. But yeah, uh, like certainly now, the, the fact that this, um, that she was so public about w- with, with that tweet, it does make you curious yeah. to see. Like she was like in, in the midst of all of this as these allegations are coming out against Vince McMahon. And I think it's, it's definitely put a lot more of a spotlight on this, on this book. Does she ever wrestle again for WWE? I'm definitely not shutting that door. No, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I say no, I say unlikely about my name. Okay. I had a great interaction with her in Montreal backstage among the many. I could write a whole book on that weekend. Look at your face. See, if you wouldn't have crapped on me, I could have told you all these things. It was one of the highlights, honestly. It was so surreal, the interaction. When you when you were recounting what I had said, did you assign the uh, the British monarchy voice to me? Oh. <laughs> yeah, you and everyone else. Sadiq Youssef oh. works a show as an ESPN analyst on the desk. Huh. That's a great one. I would love to see it. Him and Hanato Moikano. Can we get them on there? Oh, my goodness. Moikano is the man. Wow. What a revelation he's been. Uh, I love his videos. They're just so good. There's very few MMA-related videos that I'll send away, but that was on the list. I was like, you would enjoy this guy a lot. He's so good. Uh, I'm going to say unlikely, but happy happy to hear that he is. Uh, you know, some of these I want to root for, right? Like, I want I them know. to happen, like Kimbo. Yeah. But I'll say I just don't think it happens. Um, but... 
happy to see that he's on 300. That's cool for him. Scott Coker joins Ryzen. Mm, that's a great one. I'll say unlikely. Scott Coker joins one championship. Huh. Unlikely. The, okay. Ryzen was a tough one. That is not a tough one. Okay, not as tough. Kayla Harrison fights twice in the UFC bantamweight division. Likely. Likely. Okay. Max Holloway has one fight at featherweight this year in the UFC. So he's got the 155 fight with Justin Gaethje. Yeah. He does have a turnaround and fights at 145. Likely. Likely. Okay. Rob Dwalishvili fights for the bantamweight title. So Likely. Like it just challenges for it. Likely. Likely. Again, if he does, if he wins, if he beats Henry Cejudo and does get a title shot, we riot. Shout out to Hammerstein Ballroom. Nate Diaz fights for the UFC. Fights for the promotion. Yes, in a UFC octagon. Unlikely. Juliana Pena fights Kayla Harrison. Ooh. A lot. A uh, few outcomes have to occur here. Yeah. Because, okay, so... Let's say let's say Juliana fights Raquel in August, June, June. Let's say June. Yeah, June or August. It's not happening. Eh, no, it's not going to happen in International Fight Week, but in that time frame. And then Kayla fights in April, and then Juliana has to win, and then I guess Kayla. Kayla's got to be one one win tops before sure, sure. putting her into uh, the fight. I'll say likely. I'm very high on this signing of uh, Kayla Harris. Oh, I it's think fantastic. Everyone... I think it's like, to me, it's, it, it, it went, was a rabbit in the hat if there ever was one. Yeah, I agree. People are saying that she went and took the easier fights. She was what? Are you crazy? First of all, just cutting to 135 is absurd. Is I, it like, you know what I mean? That in itself, she could have just stayed in PFL, fought Cyborg, fought Pacheco, fought Liam McCourt, and just stayed at 145 and been fine. She's not going 10 pounds lighter. Like the the weigh-ins are going to be as as must see TV. Like it, like that's going to be the story of yeah. that fight. And if she can make it, I I never know what to think of these situations. Like on the on the surface, it sounds frightening to her to make one thirty five. But I I thought the same with Jose Aldo when I saw this guy just near death making one forty five, and here he goes down. He the looked awful weight. for his debut, but mm-hmm. but then he figured it out. John Jones fights Stipe Miocic. We get this fight at some point in two thousand twenty four. Likely. Conor McGregor fights, period. Wow. That's it? That's an easy one. Yes, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Likely. God, how depressing would that be if it doesn't happen? Okay, last last fight scenario. Israel Adesanya fights Alex Pereira one more time. Anyway, class, they fight one more time. This year? Yes. Unlikely. Conor McGregor makes one retirement announcement. Unlikely. Neil Magny, who got a fight in in January, right at the start of the year, fights four times in 2024. Hmm. That's a that's a possible one for sure. Man. Um I'll say unlikely just because I feel like he'll get three and there's so many guys on the roster, but very possible. Same scenario as I threw out to you last year. We'll try it again this year. Bo Nickel goes undefeated. Likely. Bilal Muhammad fights for the welterweight title. Likely. When? TBD. Okay. But 
does happen. Two thousand twenty. Yeah. And he, and he a, should. He should. There's a there's a wide landing spot for him to get this title fight. Yes. UFC puts a title fight on the June twenty second fight night card in Saudi Arabia. Oh. Because they want to beef it up. Um. Was there ever a better redemption press release than what came out last week? I mean, I mean, they, I still think that they would say that I was wrong. I'm happy you read it that way. I don't know how else you could read it. Like, <laughs> I thought it was right. Even by Dana's response, I thought it was right. He's and saying he like, did. no, I, I chose to change it. Let me ask you, when do they ever do that? Oh, no, I want to make it better. So I'm going to, oh, yeah, UFC, blah, 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 uh, Toronto. Did they say mm, this card isn't good enough for Toronto? No, of course not. Um, anyway, title fight. The thing is, it would have to be someone that would mean something for that region, right? Are they putting Islam there a week before Connor on on free TV? Uh, and then maybe Hamza. It's a twenty million dollar card. I know. Be. I can't believe it's not a pay per view. To be honest. It is, gonna, it is strange timing that it that they're putting it right before uh, yes. the 29th. But I mean, that's that's obviously the date that they're they're going with. I mean, this is. I mean, I'm going to say likely only because I can't count out the great Turkey Al Sheikh, His Excellency. WWE and UFC promote a dual pay per view weekend in one location, either domestic or internationally. So like Saturday and Sunday type of yeah, thing? Yeah, a pay-per-view combo weekend. I'm going to say unlikely. Tom Aspinall becomes the official heavyweight champion by the end of 2024. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say just short of unlikely because let's say John comes back in the fall because he just had this second surgery. He's not going to fight again. You know what I mean? If he wins. Uh... I guess the only saving grace would be if one of them retires and then he just yeah, becomes, that's, you know. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'll still say unlikely, which okay. is crazy. Just a few more here. The I UFC feel like I'm going to go, I feel like I'm going to go like, oh, for 30 here, whatever it is. I, I don't like any of my answers. Uh, well, I mean, I, I can't see the future, so I can't. Sure, sure. You. The UFC antitrust trial begins on April 15th. I say likely. Mm-hmm. You don't see any last minute settlement or anything that doesn't get them to actually in court i feel like they've come so far i don't know if the uh the other nine year mark yeah this is wild it is crazy i can't believe that they've they've reached this point well done don davis invests Ah. in fight matrix (laughs) (laughs) had you ever heard of fight matrix before don davis has been their greatest ambassador okay no i Honestly, I hope that he owns it because he, he's put them on the map. Wouldn't I hope he's like a reveal? secret investor. Uh, by the way, is it Matrix or Metric? Like, I know there is a fight Metric. I just sometimes wonder if he's mispronouncing it. I've never even gone as far as to look it up. <laughs> no, I, di- I did before we did this to confirm. There is a fight Matrix. With an X, is- right? Yes. With yeah. Um, okay, so what's the question? Does he, does he buy a stake in fight Matrix? Oh, I'm going to say it might be a conflict of interest. I mean, he wants his independent ranking, so maybe, maybe not. Uh, I'll say unlikely. Eddie Hearn appears on the MMA Hour more than six times, which was Uh, his number in in 2023. He's already at one. How many in 23? You had him six times last. Oh, 
Is he a bad guest? No, I, I, I you're not a huge boxing guy, right? I'm not, I'm not as uh, focused on it, but I typically always listen to the, the Eddie Hearn interviews. He's he's a good guest. He's like, he's amazing. Uh, He's at the PI today. Um, Six times, more than six. I'll I'll say, I'll say unlikely. What's he doing at the PI today? Uh, They're promoting. Well, I, I think so. Actually, to be honest, he's like super into fitness now, but, um, they have a show in Vegas on on uh, Saturday. So I think he's just there. He's got a good relationship with them. He's been there before. He took a picture with Dana one time. The last one. Okay. We're at the end of the road. With the word coming under such scrutiny by its fan base, UFC decides to rename its shoulder program, currently titled UFC Unleashed. Uh, that is a great one. By the way, does Unleashed still exist? It does. I had to look it up. It's still oh. it's running on Sportsnet up here and I think international markets. That is so – I totally forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> how did you come to that one? How did, like, tell, tell me the uh, how the sausage was made on that one. I mean it was just – it came to me during the week that I was getting this and I remembered I was like, wait a minute. I was like thinking in my head. I'm like, wasn't there a pay-per-view named UFC Unleashed? And then I remind, no, there's a damn program because it there's comes on up here in Canada called yeah. UFC Unleashed. And I just found that one to be. Amazing. Wow. That is so good. Um, you remember there was a time where the countdown shows in Unleashed would get like a million viewers on Spike? Legitimately. Oh, they were huge at the beginning. Yeah. I remember when those started. They were like – It was, was before, TV. They were after, before after 24-7. Rock. Like yeah. they were pretty state-of-the-art uh, at the yeah. beginning. I remember watching those, and I'm not even talking about the prime times. The prime times were exciting. Was like the three part ones. Um, I worked on GSP Pen, but like even the the countdown, countdown to UFC 90, countdown to this, that was must see TV. I think Rich Franklin Anderson Silva might have been the first one. I think for there, maybe the 67. first fight. Um, like incredible. Like they were. Um, you kind of just take these um, programs like uh, for, for granted now, but at that time, like they were eye-opening so in terms fresh, of the production yeah. value and yeah the, the prime time with dj penn he's, he's right there on screen threatening to kill george st pierre so good yeah uh so wait what was the question are they going to rename they, it they, they they rename the, the program no, no, unlikely all right well there is the list but over the years i've come up with some bonus games okay okay this will be short we have in the past we have played um uh blue versus green regarding uh iphone users versus text messages oh yes your, your Rolodex. Yes. i forgot about this wow last year we did naughty or nice based on your relationships with several figures in the industry this yes. year we're gonna play a game that is called confirm or deny so oh. i am going to read you a series of headlines and you're gonna tell me if in the past year this was a real headline that was written or is made up okay okay now, several of these are specific to you. And by some, I mean a lot. Oh, geez. Let's start off. Ariel Hawani threatens to step down from the MMA hour over lackluster lineup of guests criticism. Oh. <laughs> uh, and so, so I just say confirm or deny. Confirm uh, or deny. Deny. Real headline. That was what? a real headline. I'm not saying you said this. I'm saying there was a headline out there. There that was? Existed. Oh, Yes. Wait, am I saying that this is going to happen or not, or if this is a thing that happened? That these headlines exist, that they're oh real headlines. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yes. yes. Oh. I should have explained this more clear. Okay. Um, that's crazy. Okay. Did I? Yeah, maybe. Do you, do you know the outlet? It was, um, I believe, Sports Kita. 
Ah, yes, my good friend. You tweeted oh. out. Um, it was something to the effect of, I oh. usually don't respond to these, but yes. this is why this is what makes me not want to do this show ever. By the way, I've also got Dustin Poirier tomorrow. Hope that it makes it good enough. Ah, uh, yeah, that was a good yeah, one. Yeah, you, you punched back at this, but this is a real headline, okay? So, okay. yeah, okay. if you hear a headline that you don't think was sorry, real, sorry, then just... Uh, got, it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Ariel Helwani claps back at fighter, quote, you're a middleweight joke in a heavyweight argument. No. Denied. That one I made up. <laughs> Ariel Hawani responds to UFC fighter Jamal Hill. You swung and you missed. Uh, I, I'll say confirm. That was a real headline. Yeah. MMA reporter seen dining with Kevin Owens at Notre Boeuf de Grasse. Ah, that'd be great. Um, but deny. Didn't deny. happen. We did, by the way. We did have a nice chat. You see, again, another great thing that happened in Montreal. A very nice chat. So You've much made, happened. You've made nice. Yeah. Pimblet invests in sunscreen after catching that smoke. <laughs> I'll say deny. Not a real headline. But we're good. We're, we're fine now. There's no problem. All right. The hatchet has been buried. Yes. UFC 300. Ariel Hawani defends Dana White amid criticism. Yes. that's I saw that Confirmed. one. Real yeah, how about that? Yeah. This I'm is fine. what it means to be friends. Ariel Hawani ends feud with Chael Sonnen after explosive interview fight. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> That's a real headline. Yeah. That was yeah. from Sports Kita. Ah, sure. uh, yes. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Ariel Hawani is the most dangerous man in MMA. Hey, by the way, that not not only is that real. Uh, and a re- totally ridiculous headline. It's it's even in my headline. It's it's in my bio on uh, I think it's in- definitely Instagram, maybe Twitter too, but definitely oh, Instagram. I, I did not know this. This was the Globe and Mail headline on you. Yeah. The most dangerous man in ridiculous MMA. headline. Absolutely. When I saw it, I was like, oh, what is this? But uh, honestly, I don't know if uh, I've you know like I I just I couldn't believe that the Globe and Mail cared. And that uh, the reporter, who I'm ashamed to say name escapes me at the moment, um, did such a great job. I really liked the article, um, and I was proud of it because it's Canada and all that stuff. But yes, it's a ridiculous headline. The writers don't often come up with the headline either. To- no, of course not. I mean, it's just I, I get what they were doing, but uh, yeah. still ridiculous. I love that one. Last one today on the MMA Hour, Sean McCorkle. Ah, uh, that's it. Uh, <laughs> I sometimes hear from him from time to time, but uh, I don't know. You know, we were talking about bringing back the uh, the Mitrione and McCorkle minute. I don't even know if any fan, like what percentage of the fans listening to the show will even know who those guys are. It's a sad state of affairs. Well, this was not a real headline in 2023. No, it's, no. no, no Sean McCorkle on the MMA no. hour. There you go. Did, did, did you like this, uh, this game? I liked it. Yeah, sorry. I feel bad that I was... Uh, no, no, no. You got you. Uh, I botched it. Also, I, I'm shocked. So we're done. That's it. Those are the headlines. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I was waiting for Ariel Hawani will appear on SmackDown or Raw or something like that. Nothing, huh? Yeah, you I stayed I away from it. I didn't go to the to the wrestling uh, particulars on that one. I mean, to, to be quite fair, like I looked, there wasn't a whole lot of like headlines for it. So I think I think your a lot of your dissent was was Twitter based. That'd be my guess. Oh sure, no, I, I, for the enough. unlikely, likely. Oh, for the likely, uh, unlikelies. I mean, um, felt I mean, like I, a lamp. 
but uh, I'm not going to answer it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shut. I'll, I'll, I, I exhausted all my scenarios for 2024. We'll see. Um, yeah. Well, by the way, what about TNA? Huh? I feel like they're enjoying a renaissance. They just had a really big pay-per-view of late. They've rebranded. I mean, it's been a very good product for a number of years. It's just on a station in Access TV that few get. And there's just so much wrestling that it's it's kind of just it's WWE, AEW, and everyone else fighting for attention. But they, they've carved out a bit. The, the Jordan like Grace cameo was fantastic in the Rumble. Like, that was huge, great for them. Uh, Nick Nemeth showing up. Mustafa Ali showing up. It feels like it feels like they're the place where people just go to, you know, Naomi seemed to have a good time there. Um, I don't know. I mean, I thought that they were pretty Their much. Their booking dead. is very consistent. It's, you know, it's, it, it's a great place to go. If you just, you know, if, if you're at a place in your career, like it is like, it's a great outlet. Like it's honestly like, where is a, it on in, uh, is it fight network? It's, it's fight network up here in Canada. Yeah. And um, game TV, which is also attached to the same. How many books did you read in 23? It was 52. I got Incredible. 52. That was the Did you read uh, the Eric Bischoff book? Grateful. I didn't. No. You did, though. I did. And mm-hmm. I read it on vacation. And there's a huge... Honestly, it, this was kind of in, in my period where I wasn't following wrestling so much. I didn't realize how much he had done with TNA and with his son and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's. I mean, for someone like you, I, I don't know if you try to stay away from the wrestling books. Like, I, I don't really seek... MMA books and things of that nature, but it was kind of uh, a fascinating read from that you know point of view because I didn't really experience any of it and his his thoughts on the name and the company and Dixie and all that stuff was was pretty fun. So uh, if you're looking for a nice, very very easy like it's just I, I tore through it. It was uh, really interesting, and 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 to read that, and now see like this sort of renaissance that they're having with the rebrand and how people are feeling about them and signing some free agents. Good for them. The more, the merrier. The author Guy Evans, he did uh, a book Nitro. called Nitro. Did yeah. you happen to see that? I one? have it's, it. I have it. Really great. Started it. It's like, gigantic. Jeez, into, oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a lengthy read. Like it's all kind of like the the business dealings of. I'm re- I'm actually currently reading that and another book that's right over there called uh, Prehistoric on the early days on how the Raptors were born, like the oh. real, like early, like how they won the bid, you know, like all like the business, how they came up with the name uh, by a Toronto sports writer or a uh, personality called Alex Wong. I think he worked for a sports. It's actually oh. a really great re- read. I'll, as well. I'll check that one out. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, it's really good. I really am enjoying it. Well, Ariel, we have come to the end of a, uh, an entertaining edition of the MMA. This was fun. I think we yeah. got a lot out there. We're back. Uh, you know, no invites throughout the year, podcast day, this, that, and the other Christmas special. But here we are, we're back. And look, I was, I was, I was watching from afar. I was wondering, I was judging. Uh, but I'm happy we're back, and uh, I appreciate you guys. And, and and what a week for you guys. I mean, obviously not the best content, but just from like the Netflix stuff all the way to like just like just so much that you had to cover. Such a wide spectrum. You and Brandon do a great job. You and Way do a great job. Um, so keep it up. I'm, I'm happy to see you guys thriving. I'm glad that we g- got to do this. And if, if nothing else, I hope people can learn that, uh, people can agree, disagree, but 
I think you and I, we, we always have respect for one another. And I just, I hope you are very clear on, on that fact from, Amen, from for my sure. side and um, I'll always have it for you. Amen. Same here. Well, everybody, we can now officially start 2024. And I think the only way that we can end this show is by wishing everyone a happy new year. New Year's. <laughs>